talking for a second, get a little bit into the flow. And hello. Um, hi, everyone. Welcome to this podcast. Hey. Greeting. <laughs> there are five of us here, and we're going to talk to you about a show, The Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Actually, that's probably too many those. Legend of the Galactic Heroes. That's it. That's the one. Um, I'm Mick. Uh, we're all a group of people who got together because we like comic books. And so I'll toss it to, in order, Molly, Alan, Kevin, Matt, uh, to introduce yourselves. All right. Well, my name is Molly. I'm from the Pittsburgh area. Um, I got into this because I like old classical anime of the Rose of Versailles era style and this kind of gives me those vibes, except in the 80s, and with androgynous men instead of androgynous women. So I'm looking forward to this. Um, I've only seen episode one of this show before watching this movie. I actually watched that before the movie, so it was kind of nice getting a prequel to it, and I'm looking forward to seeing more. That's great. Right. Getting I can dig it. <laughs> uh, my name is Alan. I am from New Jersey, and this is my, I don't know how many times seen the show. This is literally my favorite thing that's ever existed as a form of media, ever. Uh, but this is also my first time actually taking notes and being critical and looking at it through different lenses while I watch it. So this is also very interesting for me. Very good, very good. All right. I'm Kevin. I'm a librarian from Michigan. And this is actually my second time seeing this movie, but I've never seen any of the anything to follow the TV series or anything. And I liked it the first time and hopefully this gives me the motivation to continue past. <laughs> I'm Matt. I'm from California. Uh I guess the reason I started this was because of Alan. Because every time I would, or, or, <laughs> every time I bring up, oh, I want to watch an anime, he'd be like, you should watch this show. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but it's not dubbed until long, so I'm not going to do that. But Corona changes things. So here we are. Okay, yeah, and I'm from Georgia. Didn't mention it earlier. My history with this show and anime in general i've watched a lot of anime over my life uh with this show i've seen this movie and and the first 36 episodes maybe 37 episodes um over a very long period where i usually forget stuff between watching single episodes which isn't usually the best way to be but it is what it is um so i'm hoping that this will at least get me back on a cadence, even if we don't continue doing this thing. Uh, but I'm hoping it'll be fun. Um, so maybe to get into it a little bit here, uh, again, to reiterate, we're watching Legend of the Galactic Heroes or Ginga Eiyu Densetsu. Um, Nerd. And, I know, I know. Um, so I'm going to read a, a brief bit from the... Uh, Wikipedia about this show. Um, uh, it is a series of science fiction novels written by y 
Yoshiki Tanaka. Um, so that's good to know. I don't usually keep track of artists or art authors, apparently, of of the things that result in animes being made, other than people like, you know, uh, Miyazaki from Ghibli. Ghibli. Uh, anyway. In humanity's distant future, two interstellar states, the, mon- the monarchic, 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 Monarchic. That sounds that sounds so wrong. <laughs> the, mon- the monarchic galactic empire and the democratic free planets alliance are embroiled in a never-ending war. The story fo- focuses on the exploits of rivals Reinhard von Musen and Yang Wenli as they rise to power and fame in the galactic empire and the free planets alliance, respectively. So, you know, that's kind of... I think we saw a bit of that in... Uh, this movie, which we are watching, or we watched for this episode, uh, the movie My Conquest is the Sea of Stars, which is, uh, I believe it was released, yes, it was released before the show actually started releasing. Uh, it is the first encounter of Yang Winley and uh, Reinhard von Musel. Uh, and to read once again from Wikipedia, thank you, Wikipedia. Uh, my conquest of the sea of stars is the first animated adaptation of the legend of the galactic heroes series of novels. It was originally released in Japan on February 6th, 1988. The film chronicles the first encounter between Reinhard and Yang, the two primary protagonists of the series. So yeah, that's just a brief of what we're hitting right now. Um, and yeah, I guess let's dive in, you know? All right. Did they ever fully name the two factions in this movie? They did not say Free Planets Alliance. Um, I think they did actually, like right at the end. I heard Alliance and I heard Empire. Yeah. I heard Republic. Oh yeah, Republic. I think they, they definitely said like the Republic in the sense of the overall state, right? Uh, but it is the Free Planets Alliance is the group that Yang and all of the green ships are from. The gray ships are from the Empire. <laughs> so that explains so much. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. oh no, the ships were color coded this whole time, and I just, that would have made it so much easier. <laughs> also, yes. the uniforms are, you know. Well, that I guess. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. But yeah, I mean, you know, maybe just to kick it off, um, I focused at least halfway on like shot composition when I was going through this because I'm weird. Uh, the beginning of this show is definitely a Star Wars homage <laughs> in that it is a scrolling bit of German text written in yellow on black. Uh that is basically saying uh, the history of man is the history of war itself. And truly men cannot exist without fighting one another. And there's a bunch of like historical busts flying into the background and exploding into stars and shit. Yeah. I like the explosions. Yeah. yeah. Or Star Wars seems just like, wait, what? <laughs> Why'd that happen? <laughs> right. So we got Star yeah. Wars where it seems like a serial. I think this is more successful being like a, a classic epic. Like with the right. bus, yeah, with and the something German, I, with the music. 
Right. Yeah. Something I didn't mention earlier is this is a space opera, uh, in perhaps the most <laughs> the most historic sense of the word. <laughs> uh, it is very much about drama. It, it, despite the fact that it is set in space, it is very character heavy. I assume most of what we'll be, we will be talking about here is character interactions because. I do think the battles are good to talk about and like the tactics within it, but like the plot itself almost plays second fiddle to the character interactions within the show, Um, which is part of why it's so great, if you ask me. But yeah, there was a quote that and I was watching this on VRV, uh, which is a anime streaming compilation service uh, that's made by Crunchyroll and includes Crunchyroll, but also has other things. I think that this one came from High Dive, which is, again, another uh, streaming service, but it is included in VRV. VRV, I I slur a lot, uh, I find, when I listen back to myself. Um, But anyway, uh, so there was a quote from the VRV translation that, that I liked. Uh, which was, those who have the will to change the world, but are crushed beneath it, they are the heroes. Which I thought was good. You know, that was, that was like, yeah. The ode to middle Lots of people are, right, right. Lots of people are going to die in this, is, is what I took from that, right? <laughs> they do give us numbers at some point, so. Oh my god, those numbers. <laughs> oh man. God. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wrote those down as well. I was like, this is insane. <laughs> but yeah, so then again, um, this goes a little bit into the future, but like one episode, uh, basically everything presented from the Empire side is in German and the FPA side, I think, is in English. Could be wrong. There might be there might be some Japanese in the Free Plants Alliance side, but the intro is again German. I think that it is from the Empire's point of view. Um, it lists the title of the show as Heldensagen von Cosmos Cosmos and Nail Cosmos and Nail in Sale. Fuck, I can't do this. Cosmos <laughs> and Nail. Whatever. Do German for you. Do it. That's fine. Hang on. But I'll paste it. Oh, thank you. That's super helpful. It's in Discord. Heldensagen von Cosmos Incel. Incel. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was struggling with. Is it, is it incel or is it not incel? Incel. I'm going to go with incel. Okay. I think, I think it's incel. I like it. Um, Explain But yeah, so, so like the... <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I think it fits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so like the first big title hit we get is Heldensagen von Cosmos and L. Incel, Incel. Cosmos Incel. Overlaid on that galaxy that appeared due to the exploding statues. Presumably those statues are again those that are crushed beneath the weight of the world. Um, so yeah. And then the very first shot is actually again, Reminds me a bit of Star Wars in the slow pan nature of like you start staring at like a big chunk of stars or what you think are stars, but then the stars start to move. You realize it's actually a big ass fleet of ships. And, you know, we go from like 
tiny dots to the ships that are like, you know, um, like a mile away to like the ships that are like, you know, 50 feet away to a ship that's right in front of the camera. You see the logo of the, uh, of the empire on, again, these are the gray ships as mentioned before, empires, gray ships, the FPA's green ships, uh, really just a ton of ships here. It's, it's wild. The number of ships they show in any given shot. I mean, must thousands and thousands of ships, which are enormous, um, Based on some numbers later, what is it? Something like 30,000 people per ship, something like that? Oh, yeah, it helps you give you the scope of what kind of battle, what kind of war this is. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then we get a, you know, we're, we get a zoom in of the of this one special looking ship um, starting a little further out, but it's, it's a glowing white ship, which at the beginning I was like, are they just in the middle of space? Because they never really show a sun in this. So I was like, man, this ship just glows on its own. I don't know where they got this metal to make this constantly glowing white ship. It's glowing in every shot that it's in. It is obviously meant to be this super special thing. It's the only ship that looks different in the entire show. <laughs> or uh, in this entire episode, at least. Um, it's basically... Go ahead, it's, it's basically like the red Zaku of this show. Yes. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's just yeah. like, how can we make it stand out the most? Yeah. It's also three times faster. In spite of it not being red. <laughs> well, when you got connections to the Kaiser, you get the special ship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Actually, that brings up one of the first notes I took, which is that apparently there are some issues with that with that kind of thing <laughs> in the in the Empire. Yes, we we get like a half second of this blonde dude sitting on that ship, and then we sw- we get a zoom in on uh, two other people who are standing in like a Greek, uh, like or uh, maybe Roman Greek or Roman like balcony. There's a lot of columns behind them. They're definitely on a balcony. They're drinking wine, <laughs> just standing there. Uh, this dude's wearing a cape. And he uh, starts talking about uh, the admiral who hides beneath a skirt. The skirt admiral. Uh, yeah, the skirt or the skirt admiral, if we want to make it shorter. I like the skirt admiral better. Um, th- again, yes, they get to what you were mentioning, Alan. There's a, just a lot of, wow, I can't believe this guy. I can't believe this guy used a woman to get to where he is, which, oh, actually, I wrote down the quote. Why would I want a man who used a woman, whether or not it was a sister, to come to power? <laughs> all right. All right, fucko. <laughs> get out of here. Well, it's like everybody comes to power. Yeah. Using someone else. <laughs> right. No, but this one's a woman, though. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, she wears a skirt, so that's not allowed. <laughs> I mean, if she was wearing pants. Right, right. If she was wearing pants, we'd be in a world where, hey, yeah, that's totally fine. No, this is ridiculous. A very sexist thing to kick this off with, like the second sentence of the show. <laughs> Gives an uh, idea. Yeah, so the... This seems purposeful, right? Mm-hmm. Like, to show that this empire or republic, I don't know what it is still, um, is the enemy in our blonde gorgeous dude even though he's a part of it doesn't seem like he's on board with their views 
Yep, I think there's definitely something of that, yeah. Well, it's interesting, because this is the first thing you hear about the our, one of our protagonists, is just, oh, he got up through family connections, you know? Make it so you don't expect any real talent from him, which is proven wrong very quickly. Right. And they're talking about him while they're doing their own little bit of politicking, because the older admiral openly admits he doesn't like the snaky-faced younger admiral, but they're basically just conspiring against Reinhardt. Um, yeah, so they, again, names here, they haven't named Reinhardt yet, I don't think. Um, and then they, I don't think they name either of these guys, but somewhere in this episode, they name the dude with the cape, who is Marshall Muckenberger. Um, and the other guy is referred to as Baron. Uh, do not know his name. I tried to look up a cast list earlier, but go ahead, Alan. I think it's Flugel. I think it's Baron von Flugel. But okay. that's also me. That's also me coming into this with future knowledge. Right. Right. Um, all, all these German people look the same. <laughs> yeah. This is also the first look we get at like traditional imperial garb which seems to be everyone is wearing black and then they have like a silver around their collarbone and to their neck part i was unsure if it was supposed to represent like literal silver because it really looks like it on the marshal like he's just wearing this heavy metal piece on top of his suit which i, I would have to be uncomfortable like it is fitted to his neck you know, it's, it was just, I, I just couldn't stop staring at it when I was watching this. I was like, what is going on? But then on uh, on some of the other characters who are not as high rank as this Marshal or the Baron, they don't have the full collarbone. It's like two spots of it. And then it looks like it's folded over the collar. Anyway, um, but yeah, so it definitely seems like the higher ranked uh, executives, I guess, there's probably another word. Uh, officers. officers that's the word yeah yeah <laughs> the high-ranked officers have all the silver on them uh on top of their black clothing so yeah just i don't know and then obviously this marshal has a cape as well which no one else has in this show it's just just the, or in this episode it's just the marshal yeah. and then my first plan is like how do we kill or get rid of Reinhardt, and they're like, oh, the Alliance is attacking this planet, ship them over there. Yeah, yeah, and it's actually, so I was writing down, like, literal shot checks here, right? Like, mm -hmm. it is literally the only thing that happens with the Baron in that first, or Baron and the Marshal in that first shot is talking about how they hate Reinhardt because he used a woman to get to power. Then it switches back to Reinhardt. You find a out about Siegfried Kierheis, which in Japanese is Kiryu Kiaisu, which is <laughs> like, it is so ridiculous to hear. I, the German names throughout this show said in Japanese are ridiculous. But so Kierheis, 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 Kierheis. Kierheis, Siegfried, him. let's say Siegfried, redhead. is the redhead guy. That's what I was getting at. I was trying oh, to get redhead. there. Yes. Redhead. 
The redhead guy is Siegfried Kierkeis. Kierkeis? Kier. I Kierkeis. Redhead. Kierkeisu. Um With those big blue eyes. Yeah. With it, and the first thing he says fits so into those big blue eyes because he's like, oh, Reinhard, we truly, truly the lives lost for this single fortress is, is very lamentable. This war needs to end. Which, you know, great, great note to start off this, this, uh, galactic war show with, I think, just like legit, like, hey, this guy is trying to end this war and it is a never ending one. Um, there's also a third dude on this bridge who has long brown hair and an enormous mustache. He's just Commodore Mustache. Large. I love that guy. I, I didn't <laughs> I did too for some reason. Yeah, he's so he's so it's a very appealing. Um it's like if John Lennon didn't beat his wife and just looked really <laughs> cool, like I don't know. He seemed very supportive in general. Yes, I I liked him a lot too. He's he's just there, like hey. And he does chime in later, and when he does, it's like, you know, that's a good point, but you're a good guy. <laughs> yeah, that was that scene was part of a series of every single person on the deck nodding and smiling and not saying anything <laughs> for a period of like thirty full seconds. <laughs> yes, yes. It's called tone. <laughs> yeah, it's funny for as evil as the Empire, they make it out to be like everyone in our fleet are cool dudes. Like <laughs> you got the guys, the, you got those three. Uh, then you got that side ship with like the tense newbie and the relaxed veteran who's like, yes. hey, it's all fine. I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We're waging a holy war, but you know, our <laughs> ship is cool. So As long as we like our side, then who cares, right? <laughs> I think I like those two the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those would be just as like the side characters at least. Yeah. It was a good like tone setting. Them. Yeah. 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 Just like, hey, here's these two randos. How how are the non-officers dealing with this? Because I think like all but all but three characters in this show shown or in this episode shown are uh are officers of some side, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you count, uh, wait, did the pilots count as uh, officers? No, they were. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess they're more of them. Only one of them gets a name, and and that's why I was saying three because it's like the two dudes, the two gunner dudes, and the named pilot whose name I forget. It starts with a P though. Uh, it's Poplin. Poplin, yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah, I. I there was a lot of, hey, let us show every character and how they're reacting to this thing. Once we get into, like, each battle, it's it's just, like, every time anything happens, we're just cut, 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 cut. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, so then this creepy-looking dude, Oberstein, shows up. He has a, a silver piece of hair coming down. Um, he kind of tells the people on the fortress that there is a fleet detected. And this is when Kevin earlier, you were saying the, their first plan is to get Reinhard killed by going to deal with this. So they do that again. 
again, the another thing that I think sticks out overall here in this show is like, wow, these people do not care about human lives. No. <laughs> Just well, makes sense. They're not actual yeah. human lives for the most part. To them, at least. Yeah, military terms. It's all numbers, like. Yeah. Well, well, that and also you know nobility, rich people. It's not like they're actual human beings that have constant of empathy. Send these peasants out to do my bidding. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. I was thinking how many colonies and planets like it would take to support the sheer number of casualties they lost oh, in just yeah. one single battle. Because yeah. <laughs> one of the battles was like 2.2 million casualties, and I don't even remember if that was the entire battle or just one side. I think that was just one side. Yeah, yeah. that was one side. Yep. Yeah. And they still had to like escape at the end, so like more people got killed too. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we get the scene of the Marshal and the Baron dealing with Oberstein and being like, wow, we can send Reinhardt and then we'll never have to see him again. Never again. So Reinhardt gets the orders and he's like, Ugh, blah. Uh, so then we get another set of characters, um, which are, again, two officers in the Imperial side. Um, uh, one dude is blonde. Um, and the other dude has two different colored eyes, brown and blue. I looked up these guys' names earlier, but I've forgotten them. Alan, do you know them? <laughs> I think it's, it's Mittermeier. Mittermeier and, yeah. uh, no, Overseen is, uh, Overseen is hair guy. Oh, Overse- uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 are we talking about the veteran and the rookie? No. No. This is uh Roy and Tom. they were like in the pool scene later, right? Roy and Tom. Yes. And they're playing billiards. Oh, yeah. oh those two guys. Okay. Yeah. Those two guys. Yeah. Mittermeier and Roy and Tom. I'm not gonna remember how to pronounce that, but Bruinhall? Bru- Bru- nope, I'm out. Roy and uh, uh the blonde guy and the brown haired guy. They're officers <laughs> in Reinhardt's fleet. Um and they're kind of like, whoa, what will Reinhardt do? Which, again, is another type of thing that happens throughout this this episode. It's just like people speculating on what's about to happen. And then it ha- like exactly what they speculate happens. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Yep. Uh, um, go ahead. So this far in, I've already gotten real big two dudes sitting in the bathtub. Sorry, filling the hot tub energy. Totally like, not gay. There's a lot of Except, two dude energy throughout this whole show. There's yeah. so many yeah. couples of two dudes. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. But like redhead, mushroom, yeah, bangs. They were making eyes at each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like this is the strong. These are the strongest pairs of that I think in the entire show, or at least in the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like uh, Reinhardt and. Uh, Kirihai, Kirihai, Kirihai. Let's say Kirihai. Reinhardt and Kirihai are like that um, as well. Like his enormous blue eyes just swallow up <laughs> everyone. I can hear you wanted to call him Kiryu. I could, I could go with Kiryu. Reinhardt like, and Kiryu. I can say Kiryu. I can say Kiryu at least. I can't say <laughs> the other one. Uh, 
Siegfried was my grandfather's name, so oh, that's going to be how wow. I remember him. But my grandfather was not as cute as redheaded <laughs> Siegfried. You didn't have the big so, blue eyes. Very high <laughs> no, no. Very high water clear. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But I also noticed, and this might be jumping ahead. Um, I can see Feel another free. pair of bros in the future because we had a very intense scene where the two lead heroes become aware of each other at the end, and they're kind of staring off new type style into space at each other. Yeah, that was very new type. Very. Uh, very Luke and Leia, very Luke and Darth Vader. Um, like, oh, what is he feeling? Style, oh, you know. That's his name. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Very much so. Right. Like, they're going to make, like, a space phone call to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like Ray and Kylo Ren later. And maybe it'll end the same way. I don't know. So. Yes. We can only hope. Why is your shirt off? <laughs> no, why is it off? <laughs> uh, can we talk about how cute Yang Li is with those big, sad eyes and he's biting his lip all the time and he's just constantly sad about the death of his people and, oh, if only he could convince his, his senpai to stop sending men out to die. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like him so much. Yes, yeah. he is. There is a shot in here later when he is just so sad that the leader of the fleet or whatever tells him no, and he just—it's like three seconds where his face just melts and he's just like about to cry. You can just see the tears welling up in his eyes. It's good stuff. He is a sad, sad boy. He's so sad. That's why he gets all the letters from the ladies. Oh, yeah. The whole mailbag. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that part of it. <laughs> which okay so paper is a rare commodity again how do they have 2.2 million people to throw away but they don't have paper how do they have all this metal for the spaceship but they don't have paper unless they're like mining asteroids and i guess trees don't grow in space i i don't know right what do they use for fuel for their faster than light engines no, I'm a, do they no that is okay like we're <laughs> We, we should just assume everything Alan says is a joke about the future of this show or answering <laughs> questions. Really just, really just what it's nanomachines, honestly. It's all nanomachines. You all know. nanomachines. If, I, if it's something that I know that I don't think we're ever going to find out the answer to, it's all nanomachines. Fair yeah. enough. The answer doesn't actually matter because the show isn't actually about... That. Right. There the, again in the battles, there are so many shots that are like, "What is happening?" Where it's like, "Okay, if we take the ship that the ships are firing at as the pivot point, and then you just swing three ships that are firing at them down, which is not something that is like possible to dr- fly like that. <laughs> it's like it's like swinging a clock from um, from." 15 to 30 right is just how these ships are moving it's, they do they do not care how ships are supposed to move they do not care how it's driven etc so on. Oh, i've got some I mean, issues with i mean it's space <laughs> got yeah. some issues with ship movement but that'll be towards the second <laughs> battle right really <laughs> <laughs> yes yes that as well yeah yeah god um so we there's something i do want to hit at the very beginning of this battle, we finally see the Free Planets Alliance um, 
bridge, and this bridge looks a lot more like like a, an Eva control room, Evangelion control room, you know? It's like three tiers, you know, the Admiral standing on the top, you've got people working at every level, just driving the ship around, comparing that to the Imperial bridges which are like once again a very roman inspired room where there's one big chair in the middle <laughs> and, and then like columns in the background the entire ship can like see outside 360 degrees and then like three people standing there who are making all the decisions again a good way to to show kind of the difference between these cultures like nobility versus nobility focus versus like oh this one's a democracy you can see everyone's involved um so the, i thought that was a cool thing you got the uniforms too in the green just yes. grab uniforms yeah. in the alliance they're so yeah. good they are yeah very very u.s military style i feel but like. they got the scarf yes the scarf yeah. and the beret or there, it's like everything's green, red scarf, right? I think it's a red scarf. I think so. And then, and then green beret, and then again, very U.S. military style. It, you can very easily tell they're doing a lot of U.S. Mm-hmm. here. Um, uh, U.S. military style. The accolades are shown with, you know, like the bars on the chest or medals hanging off the chest, as opposed to giant slabs of silver sitting on your collarbone um yeah (laughs) so yeah i guess again maybe back to the beginning of this battle uh commodore yang winley shows up for the first time our sad sad boy um technical advisor or something to the x yeah and he's telling the admiral don't don't go after this fleet it's wild you shouldn't do that there's no reason to. And the Admiral is like, we have to go after the fleet. Battle is the only way I can live. <laughs> um, which, exciting. So then Yang's like, okay, whatever. Goes and talks to his friend. His friend has his friend has green hair. Yang has purple hair, I guess. But it could have been lighting. Maybe he has blue hair. I'm not sure. Some variation on purple or blue. Um... Uh, but they start drinking. I thought this was going to be the alcohol meme, but I think that's in the next episode. It's when the alcohol meme is. Um, but Yang sitting on a table drinking. Um, and again, very quick introduction to Yang's character. Um, <laughs> he, he has good advice and he likes to drink. <laughs> it's, it's maybe the one sentence summary. <laughs> Um, but the Admiral's like, uh, fuck that, that's dumb. And then they, they, oh, maybe backdrop a little bit. They're on a gas giant. The Free Planets Alliance fleet is hiding in clouds. Reinhardt's fleet was ordered again by the fortress to come deal with these people. Uh, so they're like above the clouds, I guess. Um, so as soon as the Free Planets, uh, group rises they hit the enemy because of course that's what happens and again this is where we get like constant cuts just showing the difference um like basically this entire battle is 
is like, hey, this is what the Free Plants Alliance does. And then, hey, this is what the Empire does. Or this is what Reinhardt does. And it's the complete opposite in every way. And it is obvious that Reinhardt's way is the better way every time. <laughs> He's like, we're going to shoot lasers and we're going to raise the heat and the wind. And the other guy's just like, they're just shooting lasers everywhere. They're not hitting anything. And yeah, I think he literally says later, I'm not afraid of the wind or something to that extent before. Yeah. Yeah. So as, as we go along, it's like Reinhardt's plan is we're going to shoot a bunch of lasers. Um, the laser is going to raise the heat because this planet's made of helium and hydrogen, which is wild. <laughs> I don't know how their ships wouldn't have already blown this thing up. Uh, but, it, but maybe they're flying off of nanomachines as Alan said earlier it works yeah um so whatever with that and so basically reinhardt's plan is let's shoot a bunch of lasers raise the temperature and then we'll blow it up the free plants alliance admiral's plan is oh my god i don't care who dies let's ram them with our own ships just ram them ram them just and again it's like Literally everything that's said is immediately refuted, right? So the Admiral's like, we should ram them. And Reinhardt's like, don't ram them. <laughs> it's like back and forth over and over again. Yeah. Reinhardt says, let's raise the ships. And then Yang is like, we need to get out of here too. And the Admiral's like, no, we're going to stay here and fight. And then cue the Benny Hill music, right? <laughs> <laughs> Very Benny Hill moments begin as uh, Yang and his friend. Uh, again, like coordinate on raising the ship so that they don't die. <laughs> a lot of Yang's actions here kind of go to self-preservation, and like you can tell that he's a sad boy and he cares about people, but also he's like, "Damn, I don't want to die for this for zero reason." I just told the admiral the way to fix this. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically, as they're rising, uh, Reinhard shoots a missile. Uh, the missile goes down into the planet, which I guess is where all the hydrogen is stored, question mark, uh, <laughs> makes all the clouds explode, uh, and uh, just completely destroys the FBA fleet, basically. Uh, they, they, say, they say a number later of four-fifths of the fleet is lost, which is, I don't even think that they included these numbers in the later numbers when we're talking about total casualties. But, like, I was unsure, and maybe y'all got some context on this that I missed, but is this, like, four-fifths of this one Admiral's fleet, or is this four-fifths of the entire FPA fleet that they sent out here? It's just four-fifths of that one Admiral's fleet. Okay. And something I thought was interesting is that the missile they shot down was a nuke. Oh, Oh, interesting. Which is... The nuke wasn't enough. (laughs) Right. Like, you could have just shot the nuke at him. (laughs) Do a chemistry project and a nuke. That that is that is interesting. I think there's some stuff later about nukes not being good things. Um because hey, guess what? It's Japan. (laughs) If anyone thinks that nuke's not a good are not good things. I think it's Japan, and they rightfully can think that. <laughs> Don't say. <laughs> um, 
but yeah i i i really liked the look and feel of this battle as Mm -hmm. well like flying through the clouds fighting in the clouds was a pretty cool look for you don't usually see that that coloring with spaceships i guess because it's like a it's like a yellow gas giant it's kind of what you're looking at it's very slow and deliberate which is nice yeah i remember thinking those scenes were so distinctive looking and like you said, just very different from everything else, which is good because we have a whole lot of space battles later, presumably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a there's a lot, you know, there's a lot. Um, oh, yeah. So this is also where we saw the the gun, the gunner people for the first time during this battle. You've got the rookie and the veteran uh, and these are non-officers uh, who are kind of just sitting in this. What kind of looks like a cockpit, but it's like, I guess it's like manning the guns. And the rookie's like super attentive. And the veteran's like sleeping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing, dude? Like, we're either going to live or die. You know, you just got to, you got to hope we're lucky, man. It's like, damn. Damn, you know, that's, that's real shit. <laughs> yeah, I think it's why I like that dude the most. The veteran guy? Little side characters, yeah. Yeah. He was just kind of like, nothing matters, bro. (laughs) Although, (laughs) nothing we do affects any of this. We're just going to die. (laughs) Though they do have complete faith in the Admiral. Like, they're like, yeah, Reinhardt's going to pull this off. Like, I don't know what he's planning, but just follow orders and we'll be fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of took his... His... uh, uh, faith is more like, well, you know, because I think this was actually Reinhardt's first mission. Like he was coming to this fortress for his first time in space, basically. Okay. Um, that's kind of what they implied. Uh, not sure if that's true or not, but that's what I got out of it. Um, and so I think the veteran's point of view was like, you know, we can't really control who our admiral is, but they 100% control whether or not we live or die. So we kind of just got to go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then there's a really long scene of the ships landing, the Imperial ships landing in the fortress. thought it was very well done and cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I love that scene. Yeah. Like, where they're like descending into like, looks like water. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's oh, like the, the cool. ships the ships descend into the water and then even like the docking of the ships uh it shows like, you know, there's a lot of little mechanical pieces moving and then like locking in and it's again it it really drives home the what Molly's been mentioning of like, well, they have so many resources. So many resources and there's so many people <laughs> everywhere dealing with this <laughs> I thought that was the most gorgeous scene of the entire movie mm-hmm. oh when, yeah, yeah when the ships were like floating down and their reflection is coming up to meet them and they just slide through the watery stuff I mean it was also kind of like that filler episode of Dragon Ball Z with the space orphans yeah but I mean better <laughs> I don't know yes yes the uh, the hidden planet or whatever it was or it wasn't a planet, blah. But yes, it was a very similar looking spaceship, reflective, uh, completely black, watery. 
uh pretty cool yeah and like the wake that breaks when they hit the water really cool uh yeah this was this was the best animation in this in this movie oh, <laughs> I <gotta> say. <laughs> yeah um but yeah so then it kind of cuts to the marshal uh kind of being like hey reinhard you kind of suck even though you just did this thing Good job, I guess. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, well, okay, even though Reinhardt did an amazing job, zero casualties, blah, 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 uh, because of the politicking of the Marshall and the Baron guy, it's kind of just like, eh, who cares? You got lucky Uh, with the weather. Real men don't fight battles like that. (laughs) Right, right. I I think they said something like, uh, most of your battles will be in space, actually. So what you just did doesn't matter at all. So thanks. <laughs> Which, yes, very, very uh, condescending mm-hmm. asshole nobility, uh, reframing everything that happens style, you know. And you've got um, Zigfred of the big blue eyes is like angry on behalf of his friend as they're walking away. And Reinhardt's like, just be cool. Be cool, guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zig, they mention uh, Reinhardt's sister again. Um, basically, give a... Who's Countess Grunwald. Oh, she's amazing. Name. Yeah. Yep. Um, she is the consort of the Kaiser, uh, which I believe is also said in here. But... Yeah. Um, so... That's what uh, Siegfried gets mad at. He's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they would disparage her. I don't care about if they disparage us." But and then, yes, as you're saying, Molly uh, Reinhardt's like, "Just chill out, man. It's okay. It's okay. These guys suck. We we knew these guys sucked. There's no difference." <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, don't feed the trolls, basically. Right. Right. <laughs> And I was like, look, look, we don't care about these people. We're going to we're going to get them out of here anyway. When we take over the galaxy, who cares? Um, So, yeah, the uh, we go back to the FBA fleet. Uh, We get a a briefing with all the admirals. There's a big there's a larger admiral uh, who's older, has a gray beard, who I guess is like the lead admiral fleet admiral or something. And he's he agrees with the plan that, hey, we still need to attack. You know, I know we just got completely destroyed. One of our fleets got completely destroyed, but we still got to go. And then this is also when we get Yang with the fan letters. Um, He's talking to his friend about all the women who love him for his previous heroism, which is the hero of El Fasil. Um, Seven years before this. Yang made a name for himself, and all the women love him. Um, we also get Yang watching military history on an enormous TV, just like yeah. the size of my house. It's just playing a bunch of war stuff going on. Because the history of man is the history of war. Exactly. Exactly. Right, so he wasn't watching military history. He was just watching history. Yeah. Right? Ah, true. Yes. Ah. Yes. They did say that. Good catch. 
just black and white stills set to like marching music. Right. Yeah, actually, that's something we haven't talked about the music much. But there were the only times there have been music so far. I think was in the battle and when the ships were docking. Uh, and the music's all classical music, and yeah, yeah. later on, it's actually from a ballet. Uh, I wrote it down what it was somewhere. Let's see. If I can't find it, somebody else could look it up. But I think it's it Bolero. Yes, Bolero. Yeah. I actually would have to look that one up. Like, I actually wrote down, it's this Bolero question mark in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Commissioned by Ida Rubenstein, who is a famous dancer. So yeah, it was okay. like a ballet. It was a ballet. I saw the name Maurice Ravel. Yes. Yeah. That's the composer. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I, I didn't, I feel like I didn't hate the way it was used, but it kind of felt like it, it felt like there was missing music in other parts of the show. Right. Or to me, at least that's how I felt about it. But, you know, I don't know if I felt battle. that. <laughs> I felt like the music was kind of out of place at times. Yeah. So was my main criticism of it. That's what I felt the first time I watched it. This time, I think the music was fine, but that lack of sound effects with it in that later second yeah, battle, that was that's the yeah. jarring part, just not having those sound effects. Well, I mean, in space, no one can hear you. <laughs> right, true. Yeah. You can only hear classical music. I was wondering if that was <laughs> I haven't gone out to space yet to confirm that, but if I ever make it out there, I'll let you know if I hear anything out of the classical music. Right. Um, yeah, so then we get kind of the opposite of this, where we get the Imperial fleet planning for this attack that they know is coming, uh, which, again, feels weird to me i'm not i'm not 100% how they know that i guess they did they detect them or something because you have a fleet of multiple million people yeah. probably detect yeah. it easily yeah. yeah fair fair just really so many people um but yeah so then uh reinhardt gets assigned to the left the left fleet i guess yeah, oh, something wing. like that the left wing of this attack force where there would be a center left and right. Uh, I guess the left is the most important for some reason. Um, everyone reacts like it's the most important part. And then the the Baron is like, wow, I can't believe that you uh, put Reinhardt in the most important part of the fleet. And the Marshal Muckenbecker is like, I decide whether or not it's the most important part. <laughs> And what I wrote here is, don't worry, he'll still be a fuck, which I don't think was the quote. <laughs> I, I left that in quotes, but uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they named this battle the Fourth Battle of Timet, uh, which, uh, interesting that they named the battle before it even happens. Like, <laughs> Yeah, characters commented on that. I like that part. Yeah. Like, they must have already decided the winner too, or something. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, I think I think that's that goes to a little bit of like opening with uh, Reinhardt and Kierkegaard talking about um, how so many people have died over this fortress. It it's supposed to be like an impenetrable fortress. Blah blah blah. So 
the when we hear the name of the battle, it's on the fortress. It's during the like pleasure district part where the where our two favorite uh, rookie and veteran guys are out trying to enjoy themselves before. Uh, and and the, there's like a TV screen, which is what names the battle. It's like the, a news broadcast, basically. Um, so you know the our our two favorite guys go to a brothel and and chill out, presumably enjoy <laughs> themselves before the battle the next day. So I like the look of the the city streets. I guess you'd call. It. I'm always a fan of the Japanese, all the neon. The Kamarucho sci-fi look, I guess you'd say. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that was good stuff. I agree. That was, uh, it was interesting thinking about this city just being built inside of this fortress. Again, like, the scale of this fortress is insane. It it, it gives the scale in a way that I feel like Death Star shots didn't really right. in Star Wars. But it's, you know, presumably same scale of, you know, moon-sized fortress in here. <laughs> I, I love that. They, uh, you first. I think they named like a range of 3,000 docks for Reinhard ships to go to when they were landing. Because yeah, they had kind of like. That's funny. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, wow. You go to like 3,170 through 4,890. Like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a lot to keep track of. Right, right. It's, it's just like, again to the scale comment of this fortress it's just like oh my god (laughs) it was also kind of jarring to see how modern the city was and then you compare it with how traditional and almost archaic both of the militaries are because we were talking about the military uniforms of the empire and they're basically like pre-first reich germany style with those epaulets and then even even the uh the western style uniforms kind of remind you of maybe more modern but still a little bit older and then you and then you basically have like pachinko parlors and stuff in the city (laughs) right yeah totally i mean like the there's even a hard switch here because they go to the nobles quarters and it's like ah yes there's a man playing piano as we all play (laughs) pool and drink at small tables very like a star trek break room yes feel Yes. Uh, but, but you know, with, with the, the Roman columns and all of that stuff, right? Uh, I thought it was also interesting that the rookie was so inexperienced with battle, but I mean, also seemed to not have a lot of life experience either, and definitely makes a comment that is kind of like, oh, maybe we shouldn't go in this brothel, veteran, uh, because uh, reasons. And the veteran's like, nope, we're doing it. You could die tomorrow. Can't let you die without experiencing certain stuff. Um, So it's just, I like that the veteran was taking care of the rookie and protective of him in various ways, not just like leading him through battle. It was kind of like through life also. Yeah, yeah right. getting him laid before he might die. <laughs> the truest yeah. satirist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that I don't know, they didn't do enough to show the difference between Reinhardt's fleet and the rest of the Imperial fleet. Like the only fleet that you really see any focus on is Reinhardt's fleet. You see the officers of the other fleets, but never like the actual, the individuals. Um, but yeah, like it, it kind of gives this feel of like, Oh, Hey, Reinhardt's fleet cares about each other. Um, 
you should care about this fleet. It's a good fleet, right? <laughs> like oh, wait, that's definitely what they're doing. Some of the other ones, though, because they get in the argument, or they start a fight. Right, right. Those guys about the those guys are officers too, sister. though. Oh, they are. Okay, I don't yeah. know. Well, I think anyone in the black is officers. With the uh, if they've got things shit down here, the silver stuff. Yeah, if it looks like it's heavy and hard for them to walk, they're an officer. Well, it's an interesting contrast between the two, right? Because everyone in the the Empire fleet that we follow cares about each other. When you go to the Alliance group, they're betting on, are we going to win or lose this next battle? And everyone's yeah. betting in the loser. Like, you might all die, but I'm going to live. I'm going to collect this putt. <laughs> yeah, the Star Wars guys. Yep. Yeah. yeah. The TIE fighter get-ups. Yeah, not TIE very... fighter, the X-Wing. Yeah. Yeah, that was very obviously X-Wing get up, you know. Yeah. It's like white and orange. Okay. Yep. I see what you're doing. But yeah, that that was great where it's like, oh, okay, who's going to win? Haha. Yeah. Uh, Just Yang more uh, gallows humor, I guess, from the, yeah. the, the grunts of either side. Just kind of, all right, let's fucking gamble. <laughs> yeah. Might die. The only way to make it seem worthwhile, I guess. There's it a was at the end of it, <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't yeah. know who was going to win, and he really didn't care, I guess, because either they win or they die, and they're willing to rip up a five hundred note just to dump it in for a joke. <laughs> so, yeah, still using notes, paper money, <laughs> paper money, <laughs> and coins, <laughs> right? Like, oh, I paper. guess it fits with the Roman columns and everything, right? Yeah, but that's the other side, right? Yeah. That's the, they're all uh, retro. They're... Yeah, true, true. A lot, lot of retro Physical stuff. currency. Maybe that's why there's a paper shortage, because they're using it on money, mm-hmm. and they just printed too many banknotes. Money and love yeah. notes. <laughs> <laughs> the two yeah. currencies of the free planet's alive. Shortage, so many letters, that's where all the paper went. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yes. Um, but yeah, the, the officer mess is a pretty good, um, again, as you were saying, like difference between the two fleets. Again, we don't get all the way down to the gunner level, but even those officers, it's like the officers who are not in Reinhardt's fleet are like vulgar assholes who are uh, like, oh, wow, look at this picture of Reinhardt's sister. Isn't she so hot? Yeah, let's got look a hologram. up the hologram. Modestly yeah. dressed. <laughs> yeah, right. Also, I don't know if you noticed, but there's also like some actual porno in there, too. Yeah, there's like a flash. Yeah, yeah. when he slides his, his screen around. Mm, I did not notice that. Um, I think when but, he gets punched. Right. The best part is that the people that punch him isn't even... Uh, second best boys it's just some randos from the Reinhardt fleet yeah and then again we get the very uh a a deep dive into the Reinhardt philosophy when Kirky Ice shows up and um knows the names of those two guys well maybe back up a little bit the vulgar guys are being vulgar about Reinhardt's sister uh you we get a look at our um our wolf guy and our blonde dude the two eyes guy brown hair two different colored eyes of course he has two eyes um and they're playing pool we mentioned it earlier uh and they're like wow we're gonna have to go beat up those dudes but before they can these two randos 
hop in um, who are named Lewis Helm and Wynn Vandenberg. Great. Uh, not Those names you need to remember, just <laughs> FYI. <laughs> but but the thing is, Reinhard and Kiki Ice know the names of everyone in their fleet, or so they say. At least every officer in their fleet. I don't know how much they go down to the um, the gunner level, but the the idea that they're trying to get across is, hey, Reinhard cares about his fleet. He doesn't care about um, politicking. He only cares about the people he serves by being their admiral. Uh, which again, you know, this whole this whole movie is to build up Reinhard. It feels like I think the entire point mm-hmm. of it is Reinhard's a good guy. Let's listen to him. So. I'm going to have to head out very shortly, but I want to touch something on something further on, which is the second battle. How dumb the commander of the alliance is where Reinhardt's strategy <laughs> yeah. is just, we're going to waltz through the no man's land from one side to the other. Like genius battle strat turn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, the battle strat is... Uh, Reinhardt's order to go forward, and then instead of shooting, he turns right, and then he goes right for the entire length of the Alliance ships, and not a single ship shoots at them because the Free Planets Alliance Admiral is a dumbass, and just (laughs) says, oh, this must be a trap. And again, Yang yells at him over and over again, like, how, what are you, shoot, shoot at them. (laughs) But for that, it was fun, you guys, and we'll see you guys next time where we talk about the next couple episodes. All right. All see, right. You later, see you later, Kevin. See you, Kevin. Yeah. yeah, and we can rush through the rest of this as well. I have a bunch of comments in here that are just things like, Kirky Ice is such a pretty boy, <laughs> because he really, he really, he really is. is. Every shot of Kirky Ice is like, wow, he's, whew, those eyes. Look at me, baby. Just like, (laughs) why is he so sweet? But he only he only has fan mail. (laughs) Right. But he he only has eyes for Reinhardt, though. So Mm -hmm. they just gaze at each other. Look at the mustache, dude. Uh, well, who won it? I'm sure. He may not be able to grow a stash. You know, some people just are unable to grow a good stash. So maybe he was just jealous of that. It's true. It's true. It, it would yep. be red if he grew it too. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good look. <laughs> As a partially redheaded, bearded person, I take some offense. We're talking that. anime this, red. This is yeah. anime, anime red. red. It's <laughs> anime red is yeah. char red. If you were like Ronald McDonald <laughs> with a mustache. <laughs> It's like, is your, has your nose been bleeding, sir? I'm not, I don't understand. How is it that red? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're into the battle now. It's just immediate, basically immediate from that last shot into the battle. Um, there, the ships on display here is insane. There are so many ships they show. It is like... It is wild how many ships they show. <laughs> in order to show tactics in this, they have like a visualization of the shape of the fleets in 3D, basically. So it kind of shows like the ships ramming into each other wave style. 
to kind of give you a feel of what's actually happening. Uh, it's pretty cool stuff uh, from that side, but oh my god, just the number of ships. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> um, go ahead. I found that model very useful because otherwise we had really no idea what was going on at any given time other than ships exploding, ships shooting, just in various different shots. Yeah, I, I I believe that this would have been completely unknowable without that model because it's like, while you could maybe get away with the with the first battle without having it, which I don't think they did, but I think that was due to it being cloudy or whatever. Uh, you're kind of dealing with one-on-one ship fights in that situation. Here, it's like thousands and thousands of ships are shooting at each other. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. But but yeah, so ship physics come in here as well. Uh, Reinhardt gets ordered forward, as we mentioned before. His whole fleet starts going forward. They stop on a dime and turn right. There's no, like, having to break. There's no dealing with... Uh, the way that space physics works, but that's fine. And then, you know, they go all the way to the right. Um, the free plants Alliance is then like, Oh, we'll pursue them, but it's too late because the main fleet came up behind when Reinhardt was going to the right. Uh, I guess it'd be the left from their perspective. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of confused on the overall battle mechanics as well. Cause like there's one shot where it shows a ship um, with a shield. So, but then like that's never shown again. <laughs> there's one <laughs> shield shot in this entire battle. And then from then on, it's whenever you see a laser hitting a ship, that ship's dead. <laughs> they so, only have the one. Yeah. Maybe the, they only show you the lasers for the ships that uh, actually make it through the barrier. Yeah, that's that's definitely possible. Um, but I was just a little confused on how it was, it was working. It doesn't really matter because, again, yeah, like this is where we get our numbers here. Uh, 18,500 ships lost on the Free Planets Alliance side. 3.2 million people dead. Uh, again, I'm not sure if this includes the first battle. I think this might have just been in the second battle. Uh, that's a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's a lot of ships. That's a lot of that's a lot of everything. Just getting murdered here. And I think uh, my issue with the music during that battle is that it didn't really convey the loss of human life and destruction that was going on. It was just kind of this ballet music that I don't. Yeah. Know, I wasn't sure what the intention was there. I I really liked the use of the music because I felt like it had a very slow, steady build, and I felt like it emphasized sort of the larger scope of it, where you do just have these small, dramatic figures making these decisions that will kill or murder millions of people, but they're treating it as like a political dance or a military dance. I like that. That's helpful. I think they were trying to be romantic with it and maybe a little ironic, perhaps. Yeah, I think there is a lot of that sort of thing uh, as we keep going through this show, too. Or, you know, as you keep watching this show, there's a lot of stuff like that. Like, 
if you view it from this perspective, it looks like this. But from this perspective, there's 3.2 million people that just died in like 30 minutes. What the hell? <laughs> um, it's it You're the link didn't work for me. What? Oh, You're no. wrong because it didn't work. It says slash undefined. That's right. weird. Wait, wait what is that? Uh, here we go. It is. <laughs> <laughs> that's love. That's that's definitely love. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I was looking at him. His yeah. his mustache is actually shorter than I thought it was. I pictured almost full Fu Manchu, in, in like retrospect. But I still like him anyway. It the fact that like no one else has a mustache here, I think, is what makes it stick out so much. He's the only the dude. combo with the long hair. Yeah, mustache. Like you don't see that. That so, too. That's actually one of the things that they do really well in the series, and I know this is going forward, but there's a billion different characters, and they use you know hair and facial features to, to distinguish very well. Yeah. Um, again, and if you get any overlaps, odds are the overlaps are people that don't matter at all. <laughs> yeah. For example, I said, I was saying like, you know, there's the, the two blonde guys, right? One being Reinhardt, but Reinhardt has many hero features on his face, right? The other being the like Mettenmeyer. Yep. Whose name we don't hear in this, but, uh, those two are like main character blonde guys. The two guys who were involved in the, in the fight. Uh, at, in the officer's mess, they were also blonde and don't matter at all. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, they're done. Who cares? Uh, very, very fun stuff there. Um, but yeah, we also get the entrant or the a, a bunch of introductions to like random uh people that will show up in the future. Uh, we get a a shot of oh wait, never mind. Not yet. We will get there. Uh, I what I wrote was a lot of this hits hits too hard. Uh, um, hits me in in the heart with uh, with Trump stuff going on right now. With uh, the l- lack of caring of lost lives. Uh, there's a lot on both sides of this. The admirals are like, I don't care about the losses. All I care about is how many ships we have left to fight with. Which very depressing to hear about. Uh, the imperial people are like, uh, "Oh my god, I can't believe that Reinhard did that. He's trying to take all of our glory." Which again does not go into the fact that no one got shot when he was doing his crazy bold <laughs> turn to the right thing. <laughs> um, and that's where I think I was coming from with that. Uh, what I wrote is every fucking dude is some embodiment of some dumb Trump shit. It's wild. So that's yeah. Yeah. It, um, what I noticed at the end was the old Admiral who finally agrees not to call Reinhardt, like the, what is it? The general of the skirts or whatever. And he's like, but I'm still not acknowledging him as a real live general. He's still just a young whippersnapper. But, um, I don't know. It was just everybody was super, super shitty in this, uh, with the exception of the two main characters on both sides and their sort of entourage. 
Yeah. Yeah. That seems like that's, the intention of the story. Yeah. I agree. It it just it drove home to me during that during the second battle as it's just like, wow, everybody's involved and they're all shitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's been going on for 150 years. Right. Right. And like two million people die in this battle. Yeah. Just kind of nothing. I wonder what the 150 year long span of deaths is. Right. Or just like doesn't even matter. It doesn't factor into their decision making at all anymore. Yeah. I mean, 3.2 in this one battle, like, and this is the fourth battle of this one part of this system, right? The fourth battle of Timat, right? The system's not named Timat. <laughs> it's not the fourth battle of Isserloin, which is the name of the fortress. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, just wild. There must be hundreds of millions of dead souls here. Crazy. Anyway, so plot-wise, uh, the the Free Plants Alliance comes up with a plan to have a like decoy fleet so that they can uh, get away. Uh, Yang volunteers to lead it. So turns out it's just him, his friend, and one pilot, and then eight thousand ships. Which again, like these numbers, wild. Uh, the other eight thousand ships are unmanned. So it's only those three. They go around back. It kind of confuses the fleet. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, tactics happen. Um, and Reinhard starts shooting at the Free Plants Alliance fleet. Uh, then kind of the climactic ending here of this battle is Yang flies up directly under Reinhard's ship, basically taking it hostage. And again, uh, part of something that I haven't been mentioning, but... Reinhard and Yang are both kind of like insane tactical geniuses is kind of what this movie shows off. And Yang guesses Reinhard's moves. Reinhard guesses or Reinhard does not guess any of Yang's moves because Yang hasn't had any power in this. But he he understands exactly what the Free Plants Alliance is going to do every time. He understands exactly what the Imperials are thinking every time. Um, as he's making all of his moves, but Yang coming up under him takes him by surprise. Uh, none of the rest of his fleet will shoot at Yang's ship um, because they know that Yang's ship will then destroy Reinhard's ship, and they all really care about Reinhard. So the Free Plants Alliance gets away. They fly through the middle, and uh, Yang saves the day, basically, from the Free Plants Alliance point of view. So. Yeah, that's kind of the the end of the battle. Any thoughts on this battle in general? Like, we've mentioned the music a little bit, but anything there? It was so long. There were so many similar shots. But, I mean... It was a dance, right? It was a dance. It was a dance. You're watching a ballet. You're like, I have no idea what this means. What's going on? Just us moving around. With many refrains. Um... It was it was really good though. It was just so many people, like so many physical ships. But obviously, it was all. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but I guess you sort of get numb to it, just like probably the generals do, and you just focus on what's going on by the main actors. Um, and I guess that's the entire point of the show. Uh, and we've got our two main leads interacting with each other and giving the space eyes, and yeah. So. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, and and to that, there's like three minutes of wrap-up here after the battle ends, basically, uh, including the space eyes. Yang finds out the name of Reinhardt. Reinhardt finds out the name of Yang. Uh, you can t- truly tell the tension through the empty space between their ships. Um, <laughs> it cuts like a knife. Um, yeah, uh, we also get our first intro to Job Trunked. Trunicked? Trunick. Trunick. Is it Job? Yeah. Job. Job Trunicked. Sorry. That's very correct. Um, One asshole. Yeah. Well, he's not truly shown to be an asshole yet, but he very much is a a shitty leader, it looks like. Who (laughs) who is Job? The Secretary of Defense. Okay. At this point, he was—he was all about God in that little speech. Whatever. Yeah, he was like, "This is a holy war. You guys got to do your thing. Jihad. You can't <laughs> do anything other than this. You know, it doesn't matter how many you die. Jihad. Nice. Which yeah. makes yeah. sense if the war's been going on for 150 years. That's part of their culture at this point. You can't just forget it. But it did also kind of define that because that was the empire side, right? No, that no. was the uh, oh, Republic. oh. I, this whole time I thought it was the other way around. But that makes sense for either side, really. How else are you going to convince people to just throw themselves into the meat grinder? <laughs> right, hmm. and this insane meat grinder, as we keep hitting on, because oh my god, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and then we also get a shot of the Baron and the Marshal being like. Uh, the Baron's like, man, that kid really is lucky. All he's got is luck. And the Marshal's like, you know, he does actually have skills. Blah, blah, blah. And this is the, I won't call him the Admiral under the skirts anymore. Now he's just the blonde upstart or something like that. Graduated. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's that's basically this whole thing. There, I did write down, actually, uh, this this quote when... When Reinhardt finds out Yang's name, he says, Up until now, I've only ever thought about four things. Number one, what to do about the Empire. Number two, my sister. Number three, my best friend, which is Kirky Ice. Uh, and number four, men serving in my fleet. But now, someone else has appeared who I can't ignore. Very char, very new type, very, very dramatic. <laughs> All of that shit. <laughs> very much two dudes. Yeah. And just two gonna, dudes being dudes. If you look at it, the, that scene, Kirhais also actually has, like, the I'm very angry eyes because of the fact that there's someone else now. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's super jealous. Um, Speaking of two dudes, are there no women in the military of either of these factions? I thought I saw one in the background once okay. in a hallway, but never again. <laughs> Never again. Yeah. There are definitely none shown in any sort of main capacity in this episode, I'd say. <laughs> and honestly, it could have just been a man with a ponytail. Since <laughs> we just, we don't know. Um, I did kind of wonder about his sister. Because, like, I, I didn't realize that he actually was also nobility. So I thought maybe part of the issue was... 
maybe he wasn't nobility and she got her way in by flirting and becoming the courtesan of the emperor. Is that is it an emperor? Emperor, it is an Kaiser, emperor. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and like I said, I do like Rose of Versailles and um, Madame Dubarry is a major character in that who was the French, she was like a prostitute or sex worker and she was from a poor household um, and she was illegitimate and she basically works her way up into the court and becomes the main consort of King Louis the 15th. And it's like a major thing and people don't like her for that, but also they have to deal with her politically and I don't know. So Marie Antoinette couldn't stand working with her, but her mother, Maria Teresa, was like was more politically expedient and basically forced her to, along with, you know, you can't go against the king. So I'm kind of interested if she plays more of a role later, if we're going to see her as more than just a hindrance to Reinhardt or not. I don't know what kind of anime it's going to be as far as women go. Yeah, um... I will not say anything to that point. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair there enough. are there are women in this. Yes. World. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I well, we did saw see hologram. Yes, women exist in forms of holograms. That's true. Or or, or sex workers. Yes. Yeah, sex workers. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, or newscasters. Apparently, yes. 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 There was that '80s newscaster woman. And, um, I mean, I did see the first episode a long, long, long time ago, so I know there's possibly one more woman to come, but I don't know for sure, so I will ne- neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'll just wait and see. Yeah, it's... Uh, this show goes so many places, it's wild. Um, however, um, yeah, I will continue to say nothing about whether or not you're things there uh happen so overall thoughts on this up ep- this movie episode i keep switching between the two uh, it's basically the first episode this episode uh of the show and you know what you think uh actually i just thought of something um when we said earlier how we got into the show, it was Alan, but it was spe- specifically because I asked for an anime film request or something to watch. And he suggested right. this. And it turns out it's just a pilot episode. It's not a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the, the impetus, I think, of this podcast. Was I watched that. Then we said something about doing like a reading group or something equivalent. Yeah. So thanks, Alan. You're welcome. And I'm mean, tricking this me. Is not, this is not a pilot episode. This is a standalone movie in its own way. <laughs> it's a pilot episode. Sir, I will fight you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I agreed to watch this as a bargain to get everybody else to read a different science fiction novel, Parable of the Sower. And I feel like this was a good trade. Um, it, I really enjoyed it as like a classic style anime, uh, like an 80s anime. Good, like good similarities to Gundam, I would say. Yeah. And then also I'm currently watching Ken Burns Civil War documentary. Sorry to keep talking about it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's interesting to watch that alongside of this just because they're focusing on little individual skirmishes 
but also really focusing on the overarching politics and the individual politicians and military leaders and how basically bad generals can hamper an entire army and maybe the entire war. Um, so I'm just excited to keep going and watch some more hot 70s style Bashonen, I guess, except <laughs> they're in they're in horrible, horrible, bloody war. So, well, you see, they never sh- they don't show much blood, at least here. They just show ships full of people exploding. Yes, yes. <laughs> so maybe they're just this, the blood is just incinerated. So, right that makes right. it that makes it pretty kid friendly, actually. Right, no blood. I feel like the the rest of the shows just. Uh, character focus makes it not kid friendly because what kid would want to watch this? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so I've seen this before once or twice. Um, and then, but similar to Alan's note at the top of the show, this is the first time I've taken notes on it, thought about it in any critical manner. Um, but I feel like it, you know, it didn't like dissolve with a critical eye. I thought it did pretty well. Like it was still really interesting. Um, the fact that the first line was sexist, I didn't really like, but, uh, kind of fits, I guess, like, yeah. Macho military culture in general, that's what I expect from it. And it was written in the eighties. So I mean, it's, you know. Yeah. It is what it is, yeah. I mean, it didn't bother me too much. It was just a, okay, yep, here we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Set expectations to 80s. Um, actually, I was wondering if anybody had looked up the author, because I was wondering if he had any experience with either the military, which obviously Japan doesn't have their own military, but maybe he was really into military history or i mean if this was if the books came out in 82 what were the most recent wars before that you know with the obviously vietnam is an influence on everything but this felt almost like older european wars also he is an avid fan of chinese history so maybe uh it is kind of romance of the three kingdoms style is potentially where some of this is coming from because it if I feel like if you and sorry I'm I went to the Wikipedia page as soon as you asked that and that's what that said. <laughs> He's a doctor. He has a doctorate degree in Japanese wow. language and literature. Okay, okay, good stuff. Doctor Tanaka. That Tanaka is a very uh, used name when you're trying to learn Japanese because it's easy kanji. <laughs> so. <laughs> Tanaka-san is everywhere, basically. Um, but uh, to answer your question, Molly, no, I had not looked up anything about the author. Um, <laughs> he did also do the heroic le- legend of Arslan, which is a fantasy series, presumably war-related as well. Apparently, the literal translation is Arslan War <laughs> Record. So, set in ancient Persia, it's loosely based on the Persian epic of Amir Arzalan. So, yeah. Yeah, He's a big war buff. War buff. (laughs) I've not read the books. I haven't read the manga. 
I, have I think there's a manga read, version. I've read the first, like, three or four of the Galactic Heroes books. I haven't read any of the R's and stuff, though. But there's an older series that's got that excellent teens anime style, and then there's a more recent one that looks like this... Uh, how to put it this way? Uh, discount Full Metal Alchemist. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a more recent one of this show, too, right? Yeah, they made it... it it's Die News Thesey. I was watching it on release, and it's... They made the boys prettier, but they also made it much more modern anime. Uh, mm. Nobody wants that. Nobody the, does. You can turn the five, the two dudes energy into two dudes sitting ten feet away. Uh, in separate hot tubs. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, okay. Well, I think we've done it. It's done and done. Um, I enjoyed this, so maybe we'll do more. Exciting. Okay. Exciting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is there anything else we want to hit before we stop the recording? I feel like this is the part of the podcast where we talk about how much we like Quip and what we're promoting but this is just like a, a friend podcast for fun so i do actually have a quip and i have stopped using it mostly so i'm sorry quip future sponsorship from quip denied rats you know how will we ever monetize it that sucks but i mean you know there's actually this game i've been getting into recently it's called raid shadow goodbye what's that Raid Shadow Legend? I'm not yeah. going to actually go into the full... I don't know that either, full, my friend. Yeah, I have no idea what you said. Raid Shadow Legends is a mobile game, and it's been doing the... Uh, it's been doing numbers in terms of the... Uh, the how much they're promoting it. I see, I see. Continuing the ad, the ad world, I guess. Essentially, yeah. But okay, yeah, that's, that's one in the bag. Hell yeah, this has been... Cool. Fun. Okay, I'm going to stop the recording of this call.